Industry Pods and Evergreen Podcast Network are pleased to present the following podcast. This content is for informational purposes only. You should not construe any such information or other material as legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. Nothing contained on here constitutes a solicitation, recommendation, endorsement, or offer by Draper Goran Holm or any third-party service provider to buy or sell any securities or other financial instruments whatsoever. Hey everyone, it is me. We are here. Uh, we Joseph is here too. Say hi, Joseph. Hey, what's up? Boom, boom, boom. We're recording. Good morning, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. I am recording this on the computer now. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Boom. All right. It says it's recording. Boom. 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 I am apparently recording. The entire bottle of control. They're all exactly the same. Crypto art. And then what it really is, is an NFT. Wow. Eddie wants to slap the bag. So this is the next best thing. DeFi is going to be a bubble. It's provably scarce. With Mad Dog. Crypto, gold, and silver. Transparent substance. Take my money start a war with it. Without further ado. Cheers to you, brother. Get shit done. Because the system has to collapse before that. Cheers, I feel much better now. Cheers. (laughs) Wow, that was heavy. Boom. We are recording. I told you guys that 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 intro was probably like two minutes too long. Um, I was really hoping you were going to say boom when you got in here, though, (laughs) after watching that. We are recording. Uh, Here we go. uh, Hi, guys. Hi. Thanks for joining me. Um, I'm I'm super excited to have you. Before we get started, uh, something I always forget because I get too excited. Um, We are streaming this live not only on Lunar Crush, but also on Blockchain Radio. So thank Mm -hmm. you so much to our partners, uh, Blockchain Radio and Lunar Crush. Um, got my vintage Lunar Crush shirt on. Jealous of Becky's ape shirt, but we'll we'll get there in in just a second. Um, Danielle, you actually joined us for for uh, uh, part of the show um, a couple weeks ago. Um, Becky, this is your first time on. Ashley actually is your real name, but your ape's name is Bored Becky. So uh, <laughs> why don't why don't you start since you're brand new to the show to uh, introduce yourself and uh, tell us the the board. Becky, uh, Ashley, Ape story. Oh, awesome. First of all, you guys can hear me because in between I switch mics. So, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, my name is yeah. Ashley. Um, I'm, I am bored Becky on Twitter, obviously an ape. I got, I was very fortunate to ape in early. I didn't mint my ape, but I got in early enough where I was, I was accessible. And uh, that's it. I'm, I'm in Vancouver, Canada. Um, I am now the official contract holder of Fame Lady Squad. So that's very exciting. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a marketer. I'm involved in um, like leading organizations and doing stuff like that and some communications things. But otherwise, I'm the total noob here, not just the noob on the show, but noob in the space. Um, I'm one of these people who came in because of V Friends and Gary V. So you know what? It's changed everything. So we'll see where it takes us. But uh, mostly, I'm just super, super happy I met Danielle. <laughs> so that's really it. <laughs> and I, I will one so day. Refreshing to work with someone who isn't like been in the space for forever and to have that outside perspective and like you still have your like pretty customer service voice and like you're 
I know. Just all that That's stuff the that people that I me. work with normally have lost. <laughs> it, it's a really nice balance, I think. Cool. Uh, I, you know, crypto space is crazy. I feel like I'm on a Zoom call or doing something about 18 hours of the day. Um, and uh, I, I don't have a voice anymore, 90% uh, of the time. Um, <laughs> I feel like you said that and my voice started getting uh, weird. But um, Danielle, before we go to you, I already forgot something. Um, if you're watching on one of the places where we're live streaming, like on YouTube or on Twitter or wherever, if you come to meet.blockchainbooze.io, you can get into the chat, you can ask questions, you can hang with the community. And when we're done, you could even break off into tables and hang out. But go to meet.blockchainboos.io because you can start asking questions in the Q&A uh, like some of the crew is already doing in there. Um, Danielle, tell the crew about yourself. Yeah, so um, oddly enough, I, I, I'm an OG in the space now, which is so weird to say because I haven't even been in crypto for a year but I've just been involved in so many projects and whatnot. Um, compared to most people, I have, you know, been around the block for a while. Um, probably about 2,000 NFTs in my wallets combined. Um, worked on, you know, tons of different projects. Mentored a lot of artists, which to me is a lot more exciting than the projects. Uh, just super excited to be working in a position where we already have, you know, this strong community, and I feel like we can really make a huge difference here. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I started following you on Twitter over the last year and all the stuff, um, uh, seeing you participate in the communities. And I think that's that's the big thing within the space, right? Like um, the more participation people actually do and, you know, it separates the, the, the shillers from the real people from the Absolutely. boss and the people just trying to yeah. pump stuff and it's, yeah. it's clear when a situation like this happens when who the real people are because everyone starts going like well what are they going to do about this <laughs> so, <laughs> i think a lot of people who are watching right there's going to be a bunch of people who are part of this nft community last week we, we were talking apes um so so everyone's sort of familiar uh, in that community and and everything but I would love to, um, from your guys' perspective, tell the Fame Lady Squad story, uh, at least at a high level, so that all of the community that hangs out that maybe doesn't know NFTs the way we do or is, aren't in the community. So I saw it kind of happen live um, about, it's only been like, what, like a week and a half, maybe? Not even. Not, Not even a week. Right? <laughs> I was listening to that on spaces when it was all uncovered mm -hmm. live. While That's how I found out about it too. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's been like a week. Uh, there was a big uh, dramatic thing happened in, in the, in the community and fame lady squad. Uh, we all thought was over, right? It was dead. And you guys have brought it back to life. So tell, tell, uh, give, give the community the, uh, the, the story. Well, I, I, I mean, I suppose I could start if that's okay. Um, I mean, I, I minted some fame ladies uh, the day of the launch. Uh, I didn't know much about it at all. I actually remember saying on Twitter, like, what is this? Tell me more about it. But, and and the, the sales happened very quickly. Like, I think they sold out 
a lot quicker than they had anticipated. Um, Danielle, you can give me the time frame. It was probably about a month or so ago now. And mm -hmm. it was for me, my very first project minting anything um, in mass. Like, not, you know, I, I, I'm not like a huge bag carrier of this thing, but I've got you know, now I have probably about 23 or so of these fame ladies. I minted some, I, I looked and saw, you know, I, I thought the art was cool. I started looking at, you know, th this, this project represents having more female representation in the NFT space. So for those of you who are not familiar, it's a collection of 8,888 female avatars. They're pretty badass looking. Um, you know, they're really cool. And that's what struck me at the time. It was, accessible. Um, I liked what it stood for. I knew nothing. And I recognized at the time I knew nothing about the people behind the project. I was comfortable with that because I had some apes and I was feeling like I could take a little risk. And um, that, that was really it. So, you know, it was picking up steam. There was some drama around it uh, early on um, in terms of how impacting sales. Uh, and, and really, at the end of the day, the community in the Discord, and I think uh, Danielle will be able to speak to this a little bit better than myself in a minute here, but just really came together. You could tell a lot of these holders were there because they wanted to support what we all thought the project represented also being, as far as we know, the first all-female avatar project, okay? So anyways, time flies by and suddenly we all hear on Twitter spaces that there's a strong belief and evidence that uh, the developers and the team are not who they said they are. Uh, turns out they're Russian men from, well, yeah, from Russia <laughs> and- but, uh, but not yet. And they also, just to, to add even more color, what people were saying was they were responsible for like a bunch of these projects. And, yeah. um, and, and there was all sorts of shenanigans going on in between each of the projects too, right? Yeah, and, and you know, to be really fair, I don't really know much about that side of it. Um, I can only really speak to the fame ladies experience because it's the only project I was really engaged in and paying any attention to. Mm -hmm. That being said, you know, as the weeks were going by, what a lot of people felt, myself included, was that the team was a bit MIA. They were not responsive. Um, it, it seemed like they were scrambling a bit. It did seem like they were probably distracted or over their head. And, and I was kind of trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, you know, maybe they're young that they didn't really know what they're getting themselves into. So they, that disconnect with the community yeah. was strongly felt. And there was some concerns like, are they who they say they are? Why won't they hop on a ch live chat with us, even just voice? Um, and so I think there was yeah. some suspicion. Um, anyway, so everything yeah. happens. Um, apparently they're connected with these other projects. Uh, so obviously they've just had a lot going on. They're trying to be highly involved in this NFT space and make a bunch of money. Um, and, and I'm getting DMs. I'm literally in my, I'm in my car. Uh, I'm in a parking lot outside the grocery store and a few key people I've gotten to know in this space message me, sell your ladies. <laughs> and, uh, and they're like, listen, and I tune in and I'm messaging the, um, by the... By the way, to everyone in the community, when you find out somebody's a scammer, don't dump on your friends. Like, that's essentially what you're doing. Just hold on and you you take the loss, please. Uh, yeah. That's the right I, thing to do. Just FYI. I, 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 that's how I felt. I mean, yeah. it's new, right? But I, yeah. I, ju I did feel some, and I think Danielle maybe too, like some... Not 
responsibility or accountability, but just some ownership, you know, like we had been engaged. I know at different points of time, we had like promoted the project, promoted the art. I was having some fun with Photoshop. I'm like an amateur Photoshopper. So it was, you know, placing the head <laughs> on pictures and posting it out there and people were liking it and whatever. Um, so I just, I did feel, I didn't want someone up to else to pick up my stuff just to lose out. So that's, yeah. you know, that, that, that was just my- more bad. Like we got yeah. banned and now I scam somebody else on top of it. That's just Yeah. Yeah. You know. And you know, I get the I get the 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 visceral reaction and why you might want to do something of that nature. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just sitting here watching this unfold. My partner's at home waiting for dinner. We had company over and I'm just like sitting in the parking lot listening to this live stream, DMing the team on Twitter saying, you guys got to hop on this live right now. You have to tell everyone who you are. Um, and they're like, oh, we don't want to be associated with these scammers. Anyway, I don't want to get too much into that other than that's what prompted me to put out a video on Twitter and just say, hey, you guys, I'm so sorry. This really sucks. I've created a Discord channel because it crossed my mind and some other people have mentioned like the Discord could disappear out of nowhere. Yeah. Right. We didn't know. We didn't know. Right. We didn't yeah. know what was going to happen. And so just created this new Discord and people were flooding to it. It was awesome. Uh, meanwhile, here I am trying to have company over at my house um, managing this. <laughs> Thankfully, we, we did uh, bring in another member of the team, uh, formerly Data Lady, now Data, because uh, he is a gentleman. Um, so full disclosure, but he was really involved in in the project uh, throughout. And he he was quick to say, we need to talk to Danielle. She needs to be in on this. Thank goodness. Because I, you know, have followed Danielle, but I didn't know her in any real way. Um, and that really is, I think, the beginning of this story. And, and maybe Danielle can add anything I missed and take it from there. And I'm going to have some beer. I switched from wine to beer. Sorry. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been um, a super emotional. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. Um, it it's been a crazy emotional week with with everything that happened. I think for me, I felt extremely guilty when I joined the Twitter Spaces. At first, I was defensive because they were. Um, calling me out like by name saying she retweeted several of these just, projects. Just, just want to say I was trying to be a good wingman and I requested <laughs> I was driving at the time too and I requested to speak and they never let me on stage in the period of time where they were calling you out and you weren't mm -hmm. coming on stage because maybe you were busy or trying to figure out what the hell I was, was going trying on. to figure out how to get up there. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it's, that. I appreciate that. Yeah. So I was trying to get on stage <laughs> because I wanted to just say, just remember Danielle is a real person. She shows up to things and she'll yeah. clear it up like and yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I well, and luckily her, I did I get a chance to get up okay. there. It took a while, so like you yeah. know, who knows if everyone that was there for the first. Nah, I think I think it was in, fine. But... You know, I think that people assume, and it's it's actually a bad yeah, assumption. Yeah. I said this to, I, I, you know, I'm I'm very transparent and say everything publicly anyway. So like I said this to our friend uh, Jason, who does the Hustle House, um, him. And I, you know, mm -hmm. I said, you have to be mm -hmm. careful in all of these different situations. Sometimes like random people DM you or just friendly on Twitter or whatever. And like, hey, will you promote this or will you want to do this? And you're like, sure, cool. That looks radical. Like, uh, you know, yeah. it, and, but. Well, that was some aspect to it too, because a lot of them were new accounts and they're just like, hey, check this out. And like, I looked at it, I was like, okay, it's cool. You guys are donating a good 
purposes like i don't really have time to look into it but retweet people and, but people <laughs> in the community assume you like are getting paid by them right like right, right so they're I like did. well danielle did did due diligence on them but it doesn't right, right. really mean that right like right people are yeah yeah and when another part like anytime we were in the discord there were so many people hopping in there saying this is my first time nft this is my i sent my wife her first nft my daughter her first nft and like the first day when i after i realized that it wasn't what it was like i just kept thinking about those people with those sitting in their wallets and um they might never buy an nft again or they might just be super discouraged or it's like their first rug pull like i didn't yeah. want to be associated with that but also i just didn't want them to feel that way like they bought those nfts for the right reason they wanted to support a female cause, a super supportive female community, uh, charities that are associated with, you know, um, things associated with females. And it just like, they did that for the right reasons, regardless of those three men who did whatever well, my, they did. Uh, you know, people, people that are watching, at least in the blockchain booze community, know that my kids are super into NFTs and we've spent yeah. the last year and a half I love looking that. around, <laughs> you know, uh, my son doing his poopoo.eth NFTs, mm -hmm. my daughter doing hers, uh, shout out to Rainbow Unicorn by the way. Um, and, and they, they do NFTs and they have fun with it. But like, I will say that when I saw the fame lady squad thing pop up on one of your feed or one of our friends on Twitter's feeds. And I saw that during the minting, I minted a bunch because I called her over and she was stoked and she was like, Oh my God. And then, you know, right. a week or two later, there was a few of the copycat kind of ones. And so they're like, yeah. like my wallet's full of them, you know, my wallet I know mine too. <laughs> public. It's on my, it's on my uh, Twitter account, so it's public. And, and you can, you'll see, uh, you know, and my, my daughter was so stoked. And so I, I told her, I was like, oh, it turns out it wasn't the real thing. And I joked with her. I said, you got to do something about that. And, and then you guys are coming in to save the day. So tell us, you know, what happened? Because once everybody figured this out, all I then knew all of a sudden I was seeing on Twitter that they were going to transfer over the uh, the controls of the uh, of the contract to, to you guys. It so was quick. Uh, uh, <laughs> tell me how, how that how did that work, uh, both from a negotiation standpoint, but also from a technical standpoint. Uh, I might be the only one who cares about that part of it, but it's interesting to me. Uh, well, I think there, there was a one day window in between us kind of coming together and then this uh, whole contract transfer uh, transpiring. Now, so so uh, Danielle and myself and Saul, um, the data lady, and, and a few others who have been mods uh, and really engaged in the community, we basically came together, we set up a Zoom, we made sure we were all who we thought we were, and we said, let's figure something out. We don't know what it means yet. Let's figure out, maybe we can do a drop. Maybe we can do something for lady holders. Get, and it was, obviously it sucks when people lose value or lose money um, and that feeling. But I think what we really were hoping to do was raise the morale, you know, and um, let people feel, and to Danielle's point, like this was a lot of people's first NFT and it's kind of that loss and feeling of loss in humanity, right? So we were really looking to see what can we do? How can we create something? And so these conversations were happening and suddenly I'm look at my Twitter and I see I've been tagged a million times um, and Art Chick, man, she came through. So 
Uh, we know she's a bit of a controversial figure on Twitter, uh, but I'm going to say she kicked ass and really like, if it wasn't for her, we would not be here. Um, so, and she obviously carries a lot of clout and, and uh, has some authority and was able to be a little bit aggressive, more aggressive than myself anyway. Um, so she said, hand over the contract. <laughs> hand it over you guys suck and um they said they would and the community said oh well hand it over i, I it was just a timing thing hand it over to i am Bore becky and i think it really just had to do frankly with that video that i had released so it was just this like chain of events yeah. that all worked out um and that's my takeaway is sometimes you don't really know what you're gonna do and just putting that positive energy out there can be really great so um she messaged me and she's like i'm sorry to bring you into all this drama <laughs> so it's, no i don't think you did um <laughs> and and uh you know so within 12 hours or so from that moment um they did they they sent the contract to her and then she sent it to me uh to my wallet so right now it lives in one of my secure wallets um and since then you know we've had to figure out the logistics uh between the three of my myself um data and uh danielle we've created a multi-signature wallet um we've been able to forward the royalties to go to this new wallet that requires two three signatures uh we haven't received any royalties yet but we will and um we will probably move the actual smart contract into a multi-signature situation soon too. We just have some technical things we need to look at with the art before we do that. So that's really it. That's where we are. And Danielle, you can add anything because you're the one that understands all this. There they are walking me through. I'm like yeah. freaking out just even using my ledger. Like every time I lose, use my ledger, I'm still nervous. And anyways, here, yeah, here we well, are. just like logistically speaking, when uh, they keep saying send the contract over, but really the contract stays in the same place. It's just yeah. the authority to access it is changed. That's what, yeah, uh, that's what I was worried about when they were post, what I was worried about, to be honest, uh, and I and I said something, I like responded to the Twitter thread and then I was like, maybe I shouldn't have said that out loud. Like, <laughs> I don't, but um, I, uh, I, what I was worried about is if you've been in crypto for a while, and separate from NFTs, there's been lots of rug pulls and, and scammers and people who do crazy shit like this. And, you know, teams that just launch token after token, one of them takes off or a couple of them take off and they basically print money and steal money from the community. And it's not cool. And when I saw on Twitter that they were going to transfer the contract or at least the ownership of the contract to one of you, and, um, but it wasn't done yet. I was super scared that they were just pulling a secondary, like, oh, let's a we'll, lot of people, we'll were. people to start buying uh, fame ladies again. We'll dump all the we hold or whatever. And then I thought they might not ever transfer the, the ownership. And yeah, great. it was hard to sleep that night because yeah. everybody had that same concern. And like, I wanted to be positive, but at the same time, um, I didn't want to put any of that negativity out there because yeah. who knows, they could change their mind. They're, yeah. they're very young and, um, you know, they were in a stressful spot and I feel like emotion was definitely leading their decisions at that point. And the last thing I wanted to do was feed into that and make things worse. Yeah. I, we were trying to be as upfront with people as possible, especially in the discord that, you know, nothing's legit till we have it. 
make decisions at your own risk. If you want to bet on it, that's okay. But just know that we're not saying we have it yet. Um, And we're really happy it it worked out. Obviously, there's still a lot more work to be done moving forward. Uh, But I think that's been the key thing for us is communication with the community is number one. When we don't know something, let them know um, you know, cause we can't make a million decisions over overnight. And, uh, that was the big, that was the big one. So, uh, yeah. you know, it's a neat, it's a neat story. Um, and we're <laughs> hoping it's going to have like, so far it's got a like a happy, it, it, this isn't the ending. This is just the beginning, yeah. but anyway. yeah. you know, I don't think any of us really would have even thought to ask them for the contract. If it wasn't for our chick, we were planning no, it's on a, it's something a... new. Cause who would think to ask someone, Hey, this project, you just made a million and a half dollars on you want to just hand it over to me now that you're not going to make it like no one would have thought that would have happened well i think they uh they found a way to sort of redeem themselves um and at least deflect the attention which you know is is probably a a good thing and they you know on one hand like if they it's 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 not cool to like in the way that they did it because like if I say I'm an ape and it's my persona that I'm an ape and I did an <laughs> ape thing, nobody's gonna go like, well, was there actually an ape at a zoo that minted those NFTs? Of course not, right? That's ridiculous. And so you can say, oh yes, like look, there's other groups that did these pretend personas, and we were just pretending to be three women, you know, or whatever. Like that's yeah. that's not that's like takes it to that that goes from fun imagination to a scammer, right? Mm -hmm. And so they didn't want to be known as scammers and they were trying to say at least, right, that they were, that they did it just because it's a fun thing. It also um, sets a scary precedent that you can just like build up this super successful project and then pass it off and not take responsibility for the follow through. (laughs) Well, you know, there's, uh, um, it, it, it would be, it'd be really interesting just to kind of see what, what exactly you know the the legal issues are because in this case right there isn't um uh there isn't it's not like a security or something like that where on one hand most of us believe that the sec oversteps their bounds in regulating securities and all that but the one good thing about it is that when somebody actually defrauds people they can get thrown in prison in this case i don't know if there's any precedence of going, well one well, they're in other countries so, you know I mean, the thing is, though, they they built a roadmap that they followed through on. They promised NFTs that they gave people. The only thing really that they did wrong was lie about their gender. And I don't know really like the legal ramifications of that, especially in the U.S. where you can claim you are other genders. Yeah, but they're not trying to claim that. Right. They're not going that far, are they? No. No, they haven't. (laughs) I think like... (laughs) What we've been focusing on is like we haven't been dissecting why they did what they did. I think at the very did it because they knew it would be a way to make money. It's it's fair, right? Like uh, this is the wild west, and and I guess maybe judgment aside, we're very pleased that they've been cooperative and um, and continue to be actually today. Yeah, sent us the layers for the art. Yeah. So I think our key thing is for everybody, uh, the takeaway is from 
like the community and for developers to think about these things moving forward and to be thoughtful about you know how you represent yourself or how you're choosing to buy into projects like i think that's the big takeaway more than worrying about what people did and why um it just it it outlines that like there's a lot of you know people are doing whatever they want out there right now and uh we just you gotta be there's so many projects you gotta be really thoughtful i will tell you that when my son was doing his um poopoo.eth nfts some of the tweets i would tweet about it when he was like in bed at night and go like oh my god this is what happened i tell people kind of like behind the scenes and then when i was tweeting about it during the daytime i would have him actually type out the tweets like that was part of the thing was when he was minting his nfts when he was doing his airdrops and whatever i made him sit at the computer and do it himself and then i stood behind it right and i just like hey click on that oh do that and it was like part of the fun experience and uh and but so many people would dm me or reply to the tweets and be like yeah right this is you just like pretending to be an eight-year-old there have been there there have been i mean to be honest because i've only really gotten in a few projects and paid close attention you still see the like project of the day kind of passing by and and this type of questions about people's age have come up people like things that that people think matters um and i think part of the reason some of this stuff matters more right now than maybe it will in the future is because of this idea that you might have a collectible that means something it was the first it was the og it was like you know setting some new precedent you think of it as a, it's a collectible, right? And it might be a piece of art and that has its own things that go along with it. It might be something like this, which is more akin to a baseball card or a comic book card or something like that, but it's like a one of one. So you feel like I've got the one and it has the rarity levels and all the stuff. So if all of these stats matter and then you find out one of the stats or one of the things was like a lie, then it's like the dude, it's like the baseball player that took steroids, right? Like it's like, that really it, count, you know, there's the asterisks, right? I I had some comments I was going to throw out on Twitter when this was all happening. I'm so glad I didn't. And like, I kind of, just to Danielle's point, we wanted people to be cooperative and I'm not like a toxic type of person in terms of like public you know, discourse, discourse, but uh, th- there was some real Milly Vanilli vibes going on here, and I don't want to <laughs> age myself. <laughs> you know, like their Instagram, you could tell now looking back, like, man, there were not ladies behind that IG account. <laughs> see, okay, on that side of that though, I know of some female artists that make art that looks very similar to that, and mm. they do tend to be outside of the U.S. and very young and maybe trying to appease a certain audience that they're not familiar with, but I see it all the time. So to uh, me, it didn't raise any flags. Uh, it, it reminds me of what you were saying about being, I was like a punk rocker growing up and I was uh, super into it. And I will say that the younger the kids were and including me in the, in their phases of participation, the more offensive they would be and the more crazy they would be and say, nutty things right and the logos of their bands and the names of their bands would be yeah. more and more extreme and offensive on purpose uh so there is something to maybe that but it's still i in hindsight some of the stuff 
I, I, I'm not even talking about anything offensive or even the boobies. Everyone keeps talking about the boobies. <laughs> I, I'm legit just talking about their IG game was just not strong. And if they were female, <laughs> I just feel like maybe it's because they're young. Because now I'm at the end of the day, the Gen Zers, they're not, they're not there. So my IG game is not strong. Okay, what are you <laughs> It's okay. Well, we're working on that on our end, so it's all good. <laughs> hey, so so somebody somebody did just ask, uh, or there's I'm jumping into the QA. Some actually, let me just really tell the people who are watching on one of the streams. Remember what I said earlier: meet.blockchainboos.io. You can chat with a bunch of people in the community right now there, and there's a QA going on. So if you have any specific questions, jump in there. Um, but one of the questions somebody asked, and I think you've already answered, but maybe just to clarify so people understand, is uh, they asked, do you guys somehow own the project now? We own the project. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, we're still getting legal advice around IP. Um, and not I, everyone owns their tokens. Everyone yeah. owns the commercial rights to their NFT. Um, we're thinking more about the bigger picture, um, the, the name, the sort of... Yeah. Uh, Th those things. And so we have changed our handle on Twitter, which can be a little confusing because we, we did not get their old Twitter account. We had this um, Phoenix NFT project, Phoenix Twitter account, which was really launched before we got the contract. And whilst we were figuring out what the hell we're doing. So we are, by the way, at fame underscore ladies on Twitter officially now. Um, so please do follow us. But, um, you know, we, we are we are thinking we were considering a strong name change. I think at this point, we're not heading in that direction. We've kind of created some flexibility should we feel we need to at some point do something. And that's really just around owning the IP. And, and I think at the end of the day, what our objective is, is to create something really long lasting. Did I do that right, by the way? Yep. Yep. Let's I'm trying to point. There we go. Yep. There we go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we, we want there we go. We yes, thank you. We wanted we want to create something long lasting and any and and successful and worth something. And so you know we're still grappling with understanding you know what risk there could be uh, moving forward. Right now we actually feel there's not a lot of risk based on most of the advice we've been given. But you know we 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 now see our community as stakeholders and not just the community we have today, but the community that builds over time. And so we're really thinking about how do we protect them? How do we make sure that they have something of value moving forward? And how do we create uh, opportunities for them too? Um, and so, you know, companies aren't going to want to get involved with a brand unless you have the rights to it, et cetera. Uh, so th those are the things we're looking at. But right now where we've kind of placed ourselves, we're, we're very comfortable and we're going to continue looking at it. Is the premise behind uh, behind these as well, like kind of like the apes where if you own uh, that particular NFT, you have the rights to use the, the likeness and all that stuff? Yes. Yeah. That's fun. That's super and that's cool. what yeah, and that's what we love about this art. It's got a real um, kind of comic book vibe. It's got a lot of versatility. Um, it's quite simple, the artwork, which I think allows you to do a lot with it. Um, it's really easy to just pull out that background and use use your lady. And, and we're going to look for ways to help empower our community to know how they can use their art better. Um, we, we don't have anything specific to say about that right now, but that's something we're thinking about 
a lot of, um, you know, so that way they, if they want to create even more value that they have the opportunity to do that. Yeah. That's something, uh, we, we learned a little bit about last week on the ape community talk with, you know, the hustle house, Jason, um, Mm -hmm. who does the, uh, the boring show. And he was, you know, he was all about talking about different ways. And he convinced me, uh, when we were DMing and stuff, I made a, uh, there's a, a thing and I shared it today so the people in the community see, can see a first version of it, but it was really low, low quality and low effort uh, in terms of the audio, <laughs> as you could hear. But I took the, um, the ape and I had a friend turn it into an Adobe character creator puppet. And so I could actually make it my camera and be speaking as my ape live on the thing and move and all that stuff could actually happen live. <laughs> I'll try to do that uh, one of the future shows, but it's it's really cool. And so I was joking about it that you know now now imagine other people doing that or having a show where all three people are the apes talking to each other or me. Uh, my ape uh, playing uh, playing the blockchain and booze theme song on, on a future episode <laughs> or, or something silly like that. You could do all sorts of derivative works and cool things like we've seen people do. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think, uh, you know, you could do the same with your with your ladies, which would be really, really fun. We agree. We think so too. And I'm going to have to contact uh, Jason the ape. He's going to have, he's going to have, well, I've been on, I've been on the boring show. I don't think it's been long. I don't think it's been um, released yet. Well, Becky has been anyway, (laughs) but uh, yeah, I love that idea being able to play with your avatar that way. It's so cool. That's so cool. It's, it's super, super cool. I'll, uh, yeah, we, 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 more people need to do it. Now, I'm going to, I'm just going to really quickly, uh, I'm going to answer this question because it's similar to the previous one. Oh, actually, no, it's um, you guys now, because you have the contract, you have the ability to collect the commissions from OpenSea and all that stuff. But somebody asked if you still take the same commission on the trades um, as before. Yeah, so right now, so firstly, we did have a town hall with our community yesterday, and it was really just to connect with them, uh, make sure everyone understands what's kind of going on. Um, we have not made any changes to the royalties. It's not high. It's two and a half percent at the moment. Um, and we're still figuring low, out. Isn't it? Is that normal for these kind of things? Or it seems low to me, but I, artists usually do like 10 percent. But I don't know if that's you know, 10% seems high for something like this. So, but I would say usually it's between four to 5%. So it is a tad low. Um, and we mm-hmm. have discussed maybe raising it, especially because, you know, we don't have any other funds right now to work with, but it's definitely not a decision we would make without the community's input. Cool. Yeah, no, right now. Not... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say right now we're all volunteers. We're not taking any income. Um, We're going to figure out, you know, what kind of maybe charitable endeavors we can be involved in. We obviously need to invest back into the project. Um, What a lot of people may not be thinking about, even though we have some pending royalties that will be coming even from before all of this transpired. um, We didn't get the the seed money from the launch, right? A lot of these projects launch, they get, you know, in, this was around one and a half million dollars. We didn't get any of that. So, um, you know, we're obviously going to be thoughtful about this moving forward. We've had people make suggestions, but, uh, you know, T- TBD uh, mm-hmm. on that pretty much. Cool. cool. Yeah. Um, somebody just asked a quick question. I'm going to 
partly give my comments on it um, uh, before you even answer because I, uh, I'm somewhat of an expert on some of these topics, but they said, <laughs> can you use the new contract to redistribute commissions to the Fame Lady Squad holders or do some kind of remit? What I will say is uh, they will not, they shouldn't do any redistribution <laughs> of commissions to the holders because then you go from having an NFT that's just an NFT to having a security and then Danielle and Ashley will get themselves in securities troubles. So no redistribution of funds or things like that. Um, uh, it, it's uh, a very, um, un, a, a lot of people haven't talked about that, but it is a, a thing also buying your own floor and is considered price manipulation. Like there are a lot of things that people don't consider when creating their roadmaps and just people who don't look at things thoroughly and, um, oh. Well, the average person doesn't know these securities laws and That's not true. not saying that like they're they're not smart or something because most of the securities laws are total bullshit. Like they don't make sense. They're not actually fair. Like it's not the reason why one of the reasons why I'm in the crypto space is because of this. Right. When I started my last company or my first real startup company, it was uh, over 10 years ago now. And I had no idea that the whole premise of the company was totally illegal. But <laughs> when I found out it was illegal, it really pissed me off. It was like, that's completely un-American, right? Like the yeah. idea that a startup or a small business or a person can't go on the internet and raise money from their friends and family to start their business is just crazy. But those are the securities laws we're dealing with. And yeah. we don't want any of our friends to get sucked into that world and have to deal with the consequences um, of, of doing something like that. And essentially by redistributing funds and things like that, you'd be, it would be similar to, enough to a security where lawyers will, uh, will go nuts. Well, and I think that's a short-term way to raise the value of a project is by saying, okay, 1% is going to go back to you. When you could be building something that long term has a lot more value than well, the few yeah, dollars well, everybody's going to get. It's the, beauty, it's, it's the beauty of NFTs in general, right? Like, yeah, you, oh, you get in the next airdrop of some of like the crowns or whatever, uh, or things like that. <laughs> and I know that like, some of the community wasn't super happy with the quality of that. I was whatever. one of it them. Doesn't <laughs> it doesn't matter, but the idea is that. The, the best way to raise the value of a community is to actually have an active community. Yeah. Like the, the, my favorite thing that Lunar Crush says, and I'm pulling on their shirts, right, <laughs> is, uh, is that without, without community, there is no crypto, right? Yeah. And the biggest and best projects in crypto are the projects that have communities. I mean, look at Dogecoin, for example. Like, it doesn't make any sense that it's worth it. <laughs> it never made sense. I think that people who think it's the greatest <laughs> thing in the world, if they said it before today when there wasn't a community, they're full of crap. Um, but now, <laughs> That's why now the fame ladies were worth saving, though, is because but they now, had that community to begin with. But the community has grown, and now there's something there, right? Whether whether you agree with certain things or not, the community is the thing. So the fact that there's three yeah. people leading the charge at this community and there's something there gives it some some value and of course full disclosure you all know i hold them so i'm saying it because i like it but i don't sell anything you'll look at my wallet i, I know so, i never so, do either so, I'm I don't expect to buy. Sell them. um so so you know say, saying that 
that that's the value in a community. I think what you guys plan to do in the future, you know, by the way, I'll throw this out there because you mentioned airdrop and this and potential ideas and whatever. I did an airdrop last week and a very tiny vocal minority of people were pissed off at me for doing it in the board ape gang, but 99% of the feedback I got was super positive and fun. You know, I, I didn't, uh, I, I spent <laughs> too much doing it. And so it is what it is. But if you guys uh, plan on doing any kind of airdrop, I'm happy to, uh, sponsor it or kick in or help you because i just went through figuring out how to do an airdrop to every single eight folder uh, i received one yeah that was in uh an experiment that i tried to do actually weeks ago on matic without the ape community or anything like that matic i tried I tried to mint NFTs on Matic and then airdrop them to thousands of people. Like that was it. And it literally the first version was just a handwritten note of me saying, sorry, you got this NFT. I'm experimenting and wanting to do this thing. <laughs> and then um, and then when we were going to do the board ape uh, uh, blockchain booze, I finally had a real excuse to do it. But also I want and I think I, I thought I had figured it out and I figured it out. Um, I, have, so, I have a dumb, may I ask a dumb yeah. noob question? Because I've received a few airdrops, like I received yours, and it made sense to me because there was a lot of context, right? Like I knew where it was coming from. I've received some airdrops that I'm scared to even click on because I don't even know. I have no idea where they came from. I'm scared there's something in there yeah. that's going to no. expose me. Yeah, you're, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine but because you're going to just, you're going to get tokens, like in an Ethereum wallet, in any kind of crypto wallet, you're gonna to get tokens, right? And if if I look at an older wallet like mine, for example, and I look at my Zerion, uh, look at it on Zerion. I don't know if you use this, this tool called Zerion, it's awesome. Check it out. If you have tokens that aren't just NFTs, check it out because what it does, it's kind of like a cool dashboard for what you actually have in your wallet. So you're not like trying to figure out what you even hold or own or whatever. But that's more for the crypto and DeFi side of things. Um, if you look at the below the fold tokens on there, there's so much shit. There's I have probably 50 tokens I never heard of, some of them with super <laughs> offensive names, crazy weird stuff, right? And the same thing happens if I look at my wallet on OpenSea. The other day, because somebody gave me a little shit for doing the, the airdrop, I was like, what tokens do I have in my wallet that were unsolicited? And uh, and I have one called like the people's potato, and I've got like all these just stupid random crap in my mm -hmm. in my wallet. And it's but, worse on but, wax, to be honest. On wax, it's even thousands of NFTs on wax. But the whole thing is that it's it's a feature, not a bug, right? The whole point yeah. of having the ability to do something like that is is um, is a part of having this this system, right? And where it's going to be important in the future is like OpenSea is going to have to create something that maybe really egregious stuff they just hide completely. But maybe they give the opportunity for the, the wallet holder to just hide certain things from their view. And it's more of a user experience, user interface kind of thing that has to be fleshed out, especially because for every junk NFT, you get one, they're not cheap to do these airdrops, even on Matic on the cheaper networks, it's not cheap and easy. So somebody has to be motivated. But even then, like we saw with with Fame Lady Squad, there are scammers and there's people doing shady things. So 
even if one out of 10 is a genuine, good, cool thing that's being done, what if somebody, what if you guys, without the permission of Fame Ladies Squad, decided to launch your own thing and then decided because of how shitty that, that situation was, you decided to give every person who participated in the original Fame Lady minting process uh, uh, an NFT. And that was or, a plan of ours, actually, or, <laughs> at one point. Yeah, so <laughs> according to a lot of people, that shouldn't even be allowed, right? Mm -hmm. Like they don't want anything unsolicited showing up in their wallet. But that's not how this shit works, right? Yeah. By default, anyone can do that. And if you were doing something like that, I would want it in my wallet. And I think 99.9% .9 of people would want it in their wallet. So you have to allow it, it, it whether you like it or yeah. not, to allow it. So what I'm scared of happening if people try to police it too much is that good people like you will end up not doing it because you'll be afraid to... To I've had problems doing it with OpenSea. I have done large airdrops on Polygon. Yeah, that, maybe you're not the right person to talk to because I have like five or six NFTs from you okay. I didn't ask for. <laughs> I'm happy I have them. I might My have dropped 1.3 million NFTs in one day. <laughs> Ooh, that's crazy. Okay. I, this I'm is why I'm happy to have Danielle because I'm just like... <laughs> She's she's OG man. This is awesome. <laughs> Curious. I, I actually remember you had one. It was like around Halloween time or something with like a skeleton face. I'm trying to remember what it was. It was a really cool one that my uh, my son and daughter thought was epic. Um, uh, the zombie but, ones that were. Um, yes, they're like um, a zombie on the computer. Altcoin addicts anonymous and um pineapple addicts anonymous the pineapple one because it was the meme community yeah. stuff and my son was so into yeah. that um so but what i was saying though is that what will happen if too many people are vocal about no spamming no airdropping whatever yeah the good projects won't want to airdrop because they'll be scared to piss people off yeah but the scammers and the bad people are going to do it anyway so instead Absolutely. we're just gonna have a bunch of spam and none of the good things Mm -hmm. or deal with the spam because we get the good things. So that's, that's how that's I feel why. about the, the hundred ETH uh, minimum for verification on OpenSea as well. Like um, scammers. They have, they have, they have, a, they have, that's a crazy verification. Yeah. So um, think about all the small artists that for yeah. months have been selling art and have nowhere near touched a hundred ETH. I would bet. They actually removed verification from people that already had it at one point. This was months Dude. ago, uh -oh. but um, yeah, when they added if, it. Uh, if my, my collection and the poo poo collection got removed. <laughs> um, I would be but, surprised. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? That's that's the thing with scaling too. Like they're, they probably have to come up you know what? What most situations they, they usually people put a hurdle that's too high for most, but then make personal exceptions and whatever when people verify. Yeah. But also, communities need to do something. I would love to get your opinion, but like I, I think I tagged you, I tagged uh, Jason um, and and different people in the community when this happened. I said somebody needs to do a version of like what I'm doing right now. That's NFTs only, a once a week hang session or something. And it's like nope. Like no groups that do a drop will be taken seriously by 90% of the community if somebody on the team doesn't show their face or maybe even hide your face yeah. or or something, but like have a real talk and figure it out and just prove that you're really going to do what you promised. Maybe even I know in crypto circles or whatever, like that want to be pseudo anonymous or anonymous, they'll do things where it's like, okay, Danielle had a FaceTime call or a, uh, a Zoom call with the team 
and Becky had a Zoom call with the team separately, and both of them can at least say they're real people, <laughs> even if they won't publicly do a thing. Yeah. Like there are versions of that in the DeFi space. Yeah. I would love to get your opinion on does something that need to exist, or should we just let it be the Wild West and we'll figure it out as we go? I, I don't know. I think personally, if you're trying to sell your reputation and sell a product that you've made, people need to know who you are. And I, I think to a certain degree, I do understand a lot of people that I know being anonymous because of um, what they do for their day jobs and not wanting any competition between that and, and the crypto space. Um, for example, usually developers are, are anonymous because they're not supposed to do anything outside of their day job. Um, even just, you know, look into a contract for a friend. Yeah, or whatever. I, when, I, when I worked at Amazon, I definitely was not sitting in my cubicle working on other startups. I right. didn't do that once, never once, never once. Uh, I wasn't, when I was sitting on the other laptop that wasn't connected to the work network, I was never working on anything outside of what I was supposed to be doing. Right. It, it seems at least something to be considered, right? So again, considered from the buyers, the community, and considered from the teams behind anything or, or artists for that matter. I mean, again, I don't mean to be too nerdy about Gary Vaynerchuk, but like I was intro to this space because of Gary V. And again, not financial advice, but I'm hodling my V friends because I believe that he's going to do all of these things. And I believe that he's going to like his reputation matters so much to him that he's going to make this thing killer. And so like the NFT market is going to go through some ups and downs and some crazy, you know, experiences I'm sure over the next while. And through all that, I'm, I'm hodling my V friends because I know I've got Gary V behind it. Now, not all of us are like multi-million dollar, like <laughs> multi-millionaire uh, entrepreneurs, <laughs> but I don't trust him because of his financial success. I trust him because I think he's sincere and is going to follow through. So, you know, you guys, not you guys, but you all can take that for whatever it means and decide, like, do you want to have that? personal accountability somehow right and and i think that's and artists i think have a different it's a little different than someone who's trying to do some big project um but you know it's it's just something to be really mindful about and actually danielle your comments are things that you know like i wouldn't have thought about so i appreciate those comments too that anonymity probably matters in some cases but that's a decision right you're choosing and it might make it harder in the long run uh you know, once we get past this NFT summer or whatever, um, <laughs> you know, people are going to have to show their worth, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, you're, I think, you know, I'm, I'm uh, uh, weird in, in some ways because like, I, I love the, the, the <laughs> fake personas. I think it's fun. And, but my, day job, the real whole reason why blockchain moves exist and what we do is because we invest in early stage startups in the space. So like I, the main thing I'm investing in is the people, right? Mm -hmm. And I never thought of NFTs as a sort of investment in that way. And I still don't, although I should, right? Like if you look at bored apes, right? Like I joked about this last time, but until maybe my most recent car, uh, um, I think maybe, and even we might've surpassed that too. Um, 
the ape that I bought is is worth more than any car I've ever owned, right? Like, like it's crazy not to think of it that way because for most people that 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 is, you know, including me, crazy, crazy meaningful amounts of money. So you know, we can't not think about that, and and you should, but. Um, I, I didn't, it's for the same reason why I have the, my comic book card still at my parents' house, uh, hanging out next to all of my comic books and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't buy them when I was 12 years old to sell them when they appreciated value. I bought them because I freaking love them, right? Like, the, like the Marvel Masterpiece cards are like the coolest cards that I think ever existed, right? And I've got the whole set and I'm stoked that I have it. But um, obviously not that stoked because I left it at my parents' house still. <laughs> it's um, probably safer but, there. But I never even thought about selling them, right? And I feel the same way about my ape. But at a certain point, you might need to, to consider it. I don't know. Um, uh, I think everyone should. But the, it's, it, the whole conversation is really interesting when you think of it, like the difference between a, an artist selling an NFT versus these, these communities. Um, I think I'm trying to look through the questions real quick before we have to sign off for, for the evening, uh, at least on the live stream. And, um, you know, I, I've got this this question, I think, is interesting because it dives into potentially other projects and stuff. So David uh, Kim, he's a he's he's a regular blockchain and boozer asked, um, is the NFT avatar space saturated or still early? Uh what do you think, uh, Danielle, first on this one? So I think it really depends. So we have this huge population of people outside of the public that don't understand NFTs at all, at all. And that's going to be, you know, probably their easiest way to onboard into NFTs is these projects because you can buy them at 0.03 ETH, 0.05 ETH, and, and they're kind of easy to understand and to, and to follow. And, um, you know, mass adoption could be right around the corner and who knows, maybe a thousand of these projects can survive, but right now we definitely have a lot too many, (laughs) but it could balance out. It could bring more people into the market. I think, think, uh, you know, it could be both. Yeah, uh, Becky. I want to say Becky, but then I want to say Ashley. What do you think? Oh, Becky, that's Ashley. great. So, <laughs> my uh, my newbie outside perspective is we're early and there's too much. So, mm-hmm. um, I think because there's so much junk. So, yeah, that doesn't mean there's not room for some really good projects, some thoughtful projects, and that means thoughtful art, thoughtful what does the art stand for, thoughtful communities. Um, because I think at the end of the day, when you're talking about the avatar type of space, it's all ego, right? Like, and so yeah. I think about it as, um, if you have some created something that people want to use all the time, like people in our, um, and sorry, I'm going to, I'm going to um, call out a little bit. People in, in mm-hmm. my, our discord are like, Becky, you have to change your avatar. I'm like, no, Becky is an ape. Becky's an ape. Uh, when, when I one day sell Becky, I'm selling everything associated with her. And <laughs> as she, she's not mixing up her avatars because she's, I'm not Becky. Wait, wait, right? wait, wait. wait. <laughs> if, if you're selling everything that goes along with her, that means you're talking about the Twitter account too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How about your 100%. ownership? How about your ownership in Fame Lady Squad contract? 
with no, that no, belong no, to not. Becky. But Becky, no, not. About it. <laughs> no, Ashley Smith's wallet. So we're getting ahead of ourselves here. But Ashley Smith owns the wallet. I, but my 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 point, and obviously all this happened. My my point is, and I'm not even trying to be too. Um, Talk, I don't really want to talk so much about the, the apes, but when I created it, it wasn't even supposed to be a yeah. persona of me. I'm like, I'm going to create a fun ape persona that everyone thinks is cool. And and if it was me and I was changing my avatars in and out, which I think is totally fine, there's just there's going to be the avatar of the day versus the avatar of the month or the one you switch back to often that you can feel proud of and you feel like it means something. There's some symbol symbolism behind it. Um, you're, you're, you're out there proud that you're part of this community, right? So it's not shilling. It's not anything. It's just that you're, and that's why crypto punks are what they are now is because it's representative of now being part of this OG network, mm -hmm. right? So, so you, all these projects have to understand what, do they represent? And so I'm very excited about Fame Lady Squad because I think it's going to re represent a lot of things, empowering women, empowering women in crypto, em empowering women in art and technology. And, and that's the thing. So I'm definitely going to probably have to change my Ashley uh, Twitter to to mm -hmm. a fame lady okay <laughs> uh but, but becky's the name of my ape anyway but that's yeah. besides the point but but i guess that's that's how i feel if you've got yeah. some random silly thing that and you're not going to build some cartoon or game or story or any long-lasting anything around it like it's just going to come and go yeah I, I i think so too and i think there's probably people who are like doing what you're doing, creating personas, doing kind of making it their persona and doing their normal, the, the sort of pseudo anonymous Twitter thing versus people like me who have had their accounts for, for whatever amount of time and switch, you know, switched it for a day. And maybe when I switch it for a day, now it's been a month, um, but I'll eventually <laughs> switch it to my face. Although I don't look that different from my ape. So, it's just, <laughs> you know, that's, that's a whole separate conversation, but um, I, I do think there is that value though. And I was, when, when I, I will say, I, I even said it last week when we were talking about the apes that I kind of heard the like, this, the IP is so valuable. Brands are going to start using these and this and that. When I first heard that, I, I honestly thought of it as bullshit sales trying mm -hmm. to pump the price of, of the NFT. Totally. But the more I thought of it, the more I saw people doing unique things with it, even me creating that puppet thing and, and goofing around, I realized there is a huge, huge, huge value because they are individuals. They are unique. And even 10,000 of them are not too many, right? Like if you think about a city, right? And a small city and everyone knowing everyone in that small city, a 10,000 person place would be really tiny and everyone yeah. would know everyone, right? Yeah. Like, so yeah. it's small. <laughs> Plus there's the, 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 the groups, the sort of gangs, the striped shirt gang, the cheetah gang, yeah. the, the pink <laughs> hair gang, whatever. But with, with, uh, with, uh, Fame ladies, it, it's the same thing. Like it, there can be the same thing. The laser eyes, the this type. That just goes to speak though. Like the, it is a kind of a way to belong and to feel like you're a part of something. Which uh, buying tokens, you don't have that. 
Fine and coins. Some, you do you do in some way, but it's not as unique and it's not as personal. Yeah, exactly. I think that it's easy to to flip it off, right? Yeah. But once you make it your avatar, you goof around. Like I joked today, so I said to somebody totally out of these communities who was talking about the value of these things, and I said, the second I made it my avatar. I, if I ever sell it, I'm going to feel like a sellout, like my own personal <laughs> way that I live. Like, I don't know if I could ever sell it. I, yeah. I Bart, can, Bart Becky's probably stand with me. I, I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> I mean, when I, when I said, when I gave her a name, I bought the domain name. I bought, I, you know, <laughs> I set up the IG. I'm like, I'm, I'm creating something around this, whatever. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. See now board Becky can be, uh, 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 a spokesperson for, for different things and, you know, whatever. It's, uh, it's kind of awesome. Um, okay. I know we're, we're beyond time. Let me just look really quickly and see if there's anything really big in the, uh, in the QA I want to hit and uh, bug you guys about, um, you know, I think I, I would love to just ask sort of, I know we already hit this and maybe you can give us hints at the thing, the experiments you're thinking about potentially doing, because I know you're, you're working it out, but you know, what sort of next before I ask you guys to plug, give the plugs and, and where everyone can follow you. What's, what's, what's next uh, for fame lady squad. Am I sponsoring yeah, you the roadmap? <laughs> yeah. Maybe Danielle, maybe the three kind of focal focus points and yeah. how we're thinking about the roadmap is probably a good way to talk, talk about this. Yeah. So normally I wouldn't, implement a roadmap in stages but i think this is the one time where that it kind of makes sense just so we can have community input and can take our time on some of the things that are more important so we're going to work on three different categories uh community building women empowerment and like a long-term value add so the women empowerment to community building could be things obviously that we are working on immediately but in terms of long-term value add that's obviously something that we will be taking a lot of time on very cool. We want it. We want it to make sense. We've been yeah, really lucky yeah. because we've had a lot of people reach out offering to participate. People in this space that you know maybe could be partners. Um, there's there's lots of things I think we can do. We just want it to fit and not yeah, be yeah. rushing. Um, yeah. And Smart. yeah, so uh, the best projects in the space are not the projects that do a lot of things in a short period of time. The people who consistently deliver and whose communities grow over time. And yeah. sometimes they're fast, but sometimes they're not, but that's okay, right? Like, well, we also do have a community sitting there waiting yeah. when, what, why, where, like waiting for the next step. So um, it is important for us to have at least something for for now as well as, as continuing to work on the long-term project. Love yeah. it. So tell everyone where they can hang with that community and then give us your own personal, uh, all the accounts that we should be following. Yeah. So literally today, so good timing. We switched our name <laughs> on Twitter. So if you had tried to reach us with our old handle, you would have been lost. So at fame underscore ladies, like you've got on your screen right there. That's probably Ooh. number number one for so many people. In there, we have the link to the Discord channel, um, which is discord.whatever slash fame ladies. So that's there. Um, we are working on a website. The old team did hand over the domain, um, but not where we will be recreating 
the, a website. Um, so, so right now it's really the social channels and networks. Um, obviously you can go to OpenSea and search fame lady squad. It is a verified collection. Um, so go, you know, no financial advice, but go check out. There's some, <laughs> <laughs> there's some really accessible fame ladies right now. Like, obviously we've been through a lot of stuff and, and we hate talking about the floor, but the floor is at a point where a lot of people can, you know, jump into this project and, mm -hmm. and feel pretty comfortable, even if they're just getting one token. Um, so the link is also there in our, um, in our Twitter, uh, bio and and there's just a lot more to come I, ig instagram's coming websites coming anything else you think we haven't mentioned danielle yes, your personal your personal twitter accounts because that's the easiest way to follow you and uh and see what's going on uh tell, give that to everyone just so we don't miss yeah it. mine is just nft ignition i am bored becky <laughs> nice. nice. Thank you guys so much. Uh, before I go, I need to throw things out there that I should have uh, uh, thrown out at the beginning. Um, uh, you know, uh, I'm Alon Lauren, by the way, everyone. I like that. Uh, if, if anyone doesn't, uh, hasn't watched this before and you're brand new, um, I'm a part of a fund called Draper Gorham Home. We invest in early stage blockchain startups. If you're an early stage blockchain startup or thinking about launching a startup, I want to be the first person to know because for most of our companies, we're the first check in the door. We want to invest in people before anyone else knows about it. So it's never too early. Um, uh, so go to drapergorenhome.com. We, uh, for years now, have been doing uh, LA Blockchain Summit. We used to call it CIS in Los Angeles. Um, the eighth one is happening in November. Uh, we still are planning on doing it in person. So I hope we get to do it in person. November 2nd and 3rd at the LA Convention Center. But no matter what, it's always free online. Um, you'll always be able to watch it here um, and everywhere else for free and participate virtually for free. And whether we have it in person or not, we're still going to stream it for free always. That's always been the thing. It always will Did be the thing. Did you mean to overlap it with the NFT NYC? <laughs> no, those guys delayed their event. Did you know uh, that? And Decided no, I know, and they've changed charge. it again. It was a major bummer, actually. It's, and it still is a yeah. major bummer. We'll have to see what we can do um, with with that community. But they, they we've had ours for over a year set for that date. Um, on October last year, when we did our last event, we told everyone what dates ours were. Yeah. And they delayed theirs a few times because of COVID, and it went yeah. on the same week, which is yeah. a bummer. But I think, uh, uh, you know, it's still... Uh, one of the biggest blockchain conferences in the world. So I think it's worth going to and, uh, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. Everyone will be able to participate virtually regardless. Um, and I hope to see you all there. Uh, thank you for being here, Ashley, Danielle. Um, we really appreciate it. We'll definitely bring you guys back to, to give us updates. Uh, let us know when you launch anything specific or anything cool happens. I'll make sure the community knows about it. Awesome. And uh, thank you so much, everybody else who is watching. And uh, <laughs> you guys, if you'd like to join us, go still to meet.blockchainboos.io for the next hour or two or three, as long as people stay online. Uh, the tables will be open. You'll be able to turn on your camera, turn on your microphone, and just hang out with the community. So um, do it, people. It's a lot of fun. It's really, really cool. we got a great crew. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us, Fame Lady Squad. Um, thank you. Thanks, guys. Uh,
Thank you. Bye, everyone. Have a good one.